Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're going to get into another conversation. This is crazy. I'll give you the details on a minute, but there's a story. You know that we talked about the inflation rate going up last month from 2.8 to 3.3? 2.8 in June, 3.3 in July. One of the major contributing factors to the increase in um, inflation in Canada was the power prices in Alberta. Electricity prices in Alberta. They're through the roof. Record highs. We've never seen it like this. And uh, you know, you're talking about doubling since last year. But I'll, I'll give you the full rundown on that. But power prices, electricity is another conversation. We're hitting all the big ones today. Um, and it all comes down to where we're going to be in the future and exactly when that future is going to arrive. You know that's not a settled conversation by any stretch. But we do know that a net zero electrical grid, that seems to be a for sure thing that's coming to Canada. The only issue, as I say, is still to be decided is when, right? The federal government has set a deadline of 2035. Our province just this week has said, no, that's crazy. We're not doing it by 2015 or 2035. 2050 is more realistic. So regardless of where it ends up, um, and that remains to be determined, the grid of that future is going to have to be a lot different than the one that we have here today. So if, if we're to be successful anyway, because we're also drastically increasing the demand that we put on that grid. All new vehicles sold in Canada after 2035 must be electric, for example, right? So way more demand, rules around generation. It all leads to a lot of questions, and as we know here in Alberta, a whole lot of debate. So exactly what are we talking about in terms of our future electrical grid? We're going to speak with Brendan Haley, who is Director of Policy Research at Efficiency Canada, based at Carleton University in Ottawa. Brendan, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here. Pleasure to be here. So anyway, we look at it. This is going to be a tall order, right? I mean, by the government's own projections that they, you know, when they came out with their guidelines, we've got to double or triple our grid um, just to meet their own goals. Does that sound about right to you? Is that the build that we're looking at here? That sounds about right. I think the thing that I would emphasize is we've got to use all tools in the tool toolbox and, you know, say tripling the grid does not actually mean that we have to generate triple the amount of energy because we can also save a lot of energy. Um, And so to manage these new electricity demands being placed on the grid, the first thing we really should be thinking about is how how much electricity can we save right now with these new loads coming on, but also in the existing system. You're, you're right. We'll get to that in, in, in just a second. But I wanted to back up and, okay, so we, need to, we know we need to expand the grid. But like you say, there are ways that we may not have to expand it to that extent. But what about this deadline? What about this timeline? We hear the argument between 2035, 2050. I mean, what 2035 is, we're, we're, we're like less than 12 years away. This is a big rush. What do you think in terms of a reasonable timeline? How quickly is this happening? Um, well, I think we know with, with the impact of climate change, I mean, the sooner the better. And, and we kind of need to do two things at once. We need to both clean up the existing electricity system, but at the same time, we want to convert to more 
uh, electric end uses like electric vehicles, heating systems, electricity and industry, because it's actually way more efficient. Therefore, it's more affordable. And we want to plug that into that cleaner grid. So so having that cleaner grid is, is quite important for the type of more affordable, more efficient demand side technologies that we want to use. When you talk about that, how, help me make sense of how those two things work together. Because like you say, if we're talking about home heating and there's a lot of talk around electric heat pumps in places that they work and, and all that sort of stuff, um, electric cars, all these sorts of things. You're right. So we're talking about decarbonizing, which we all know is something that we're all agreeing uh, has to happen. But we're also increasing demand. So are we not working across purposes then? Um, no, if we think about all energy, right? When yeah. we convert to, say, a, a natural gas furnace to a heat pump, a heat pump is way more energy efficient. So you're actually saving energy. Okay. You might be using slightly more electricity, but you're going to be using way less natural gas. Yeah. Same thing with an electric car. The, the secret behind an electric car is it's incredibly energy efficient. So you're going to be using a lot less um, motor oil uh, by using a little bit more electricity. So we have to think about all energy forms, um, which might involve using a little bit more electricity. But as I said, we want to create room for those new technologies to come forward. We should be saving way more electricity than we are right now. How do we do that? I mean, when we take a look at saving the electricity, there are means available, right? We could start work on that. I mean, we always talk about increasing the supply, but we can lower the demand with some things that are already in existence, right? Yeah, we can do that by insulating and air sealing our homes and buildings right now. And we could do that whether we're on fossil fuels right now or electric heat because, you know, we might convert them over to electricity in the future. There's huge opportunities in large industry to save electricity, better lighting systems, better refrigeration. Those are all examples of, um, you know, efficiency solutions that actually make those products work better. And as we save that electricity in those areas, we create more room for things like electric vehicles and heat pumps. And there's a lot of potential in Canada um, because we're actually quite far behind the amount of energy savings we're seeing in, say, leading American states. We compare this on a regular basis. Um, in California, uh, they led in 2021 with, with energy savings from efficiency programs. They saved about 2% of their electricity load in just one year. The top province was Nova Scotia, saved only half that amount. And then Alberta was much less, saved just half of Nova Scotia. So we think there's, there's a huge opportunity for us to catch up on more electricity savings and to create the room for these new electric end uses. What about the way that we produce energy? I mean, I, I, I walk through my neighborhood every day and I see, I mean, it seems like every day there's a new set of solar panels that have gone in. So, I mean, are we going to get to a point, we can have homeowners, not only consumers of electricity, but providers, can't we? Can we get to that point eventually? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, there's huge, um, so there's definitely solar panels are, are a really great solution. Um, there's also demand side solutions on the electricity system. So one of the issues with electricity is not just the amount of electricity, but it's when that electricity is consumed. Mm-hmm. If everybody's, you know, um, charging their car at the same time, that can create a problem. If, uh, but we can easily manage that by um, you know, asking people to charge their car overnight instead of during those peak periods. And the opportunity that I'm really excited about is people should get paid for essentially providing that service 
to the electricity system. If, you know, you have an agreement with local utilities to say, hey, I'm going to charge my car overnight or at certain times instead of these peak times, that provides a service to the electricity system that usually comes from power plants. I'd much rather have that service come from people, you know, with those electric technologies like electric vehicles and for them to get paid for providing that service. We spend so much time, and, and I speak to so many people here on the program, whenever we talk about this, they talk about, we can't do this, we can't do that. And I always say, well, right, today we can't. Like, if we were all going to do this this weekend, we can't. Um, but there's a transition that's taking place. And, and I mean, there are things happening, I think, you know, for somebody like you, Brendan, who lives in this, and this is what you do, um, you've probably got a different perspective than a lot of us who are just, you know, going through our day-to-day lives. I mean, the, a lot of the things that people say, well, we can't, we don't have this, but that's being worked on. Right. So eventually we're going to be in a month like whenever this happens and we get to net zero, the grid, our usage, our understanding of all of this will be vastly, vastly changed from where we are right now. Yeah, I mean, I think if we even just look at the amount of how more electric vehicles are on the roads than even just a couple of years ago and how that's becoming more of a common technology, we're seeing the same thing with heat pumps. You know, the thing that gets me really excited is fairly simple, low tech solutions that can be initiated with just better coordination. So, for example, uh, most people have a hot water tank. Yes. In Alberta, a lot of it is natural gas. If we convert that over to an electric hot water tank, again, we can um, we can charge up that hot water tank during those off-peak periods and overnight, not during the day. That is essentially a thermal battery that everybody has in their home that we can, you know, store wind energy in, right? So, I mean, that is the, we, we have the solution sitting right in a lot of our homes right now. We just need the proper coordination and a little bit of software to, I think, develop a electricity system and energy system overall, which is going to be way more used a lot more. We don't use our electricity system. Therefore, it's quite inefficient. Therefore, it's quite expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's opportunities to just have things be much more efficient, affordable, and used better um, with some proper coordination, especially thinking about um, those demand side solutions, but how we use electricity, not just how we produce it. Yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, it's interesting. And there's so many different components to it. Brendan, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Have a good day. You too.